You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra marathons. We'll dive into the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep, low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. Today we have on an awesome guest, Janessa Taylor, out of Central Oregon. But first, Steph and I will share a little life update and something we're liking this week. Steph, you have an update for us? Yeah. Um, so because my race has been canceled, I haven't been putting in all of the miles that I was before this. Um I am getting out to run a couple of times a week, but I've also tried to incorporate some more strength training. Um, and so I've been doing that in the mornings like every other day, um, which is really nice. It's been helping. I have some IT van problems, and so it's been helping some of that while I'm running. Um, but other than that, it's just being stuck at home and trying not to go crazy because sometimes I feel like I am a little bit. But we're all in the same boat, so it's just trying to medicate that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. What about you? I, I can relate. Yeah. Well, so um, it has now been, at the time of this recording, it's been about two weeks since we released our first episodes of Run Hard, Mom Hard to the world, which was really fun um, and very vulnerable. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just releasing our my my you know mom brain tangents and uh voice to the world but it's been really awesome we've gotten some great feedback and comments and sweet notes and so i'm feeling really grateful about that um i think it's just so fun because it's really fun to talk to all these moms that have great Mm -hmm. things to share and there's so many stories and um i don't know yeah. I mean, eight it episodes has, is not enough. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, and I, I just, I feel like it is filling up my cup and I'm hope, I mean, I think it is for you too, that it's just, mm-hmm. it's helping, especially during this time. And then, you know, when people want to go run, you can just listen to some happiness versus, you know, yeah, the, the, the craziness of the world. Yeah. The darkness. Yeah. 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 So I've been really enjoying that. And um, I feel like there's a lot of things that these other moms are inspiring me to do in my own life, you know, just strength exercises from Emily Bliss. And we've got some nutrition stuff from Audrey. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just really cool. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my update. <clears throat> yeah. Do you have a <clears throat> favorite thing this week? I do. So my favorite thing 
is Body Glide this week. I don't know if you've ever used it, Steph. Um, I use um, Squirrel's Nut Butter sometimes, mm, right? Yeah. It's for chafing. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, my least favorite thing about training and racing ultras is the chafing. And yeah. I don't know. I get it, like, on my bra line and yeah. my thighs and underwear line and – Feet, you know, blisters on the feet. And mm. I I just went for a run the other day where, I don't know, it was maybe like uh, 10 miles, which is not, in my view, a chafing-worthy distance. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, like my feet were – I was in weird socks and my feet rubbed and whatever. And so then like a couple runs after that – um, I just would throw body glide on my feet just to keep them happy. Um, yeah. and it just helps so much. It's like, then literally yeah. all is good and yeah. you don't have to think about any uncomfort, you know? Yeah. Or just like help. pain when you get to shower, like all, whenever oh. I race, I'm like, all I want to do is just take a warm shower and just chill. And you yeah. can't because it's like searing pain. Like, okay. <laughs> literally, literally knocks the breath out of me. Yes. Sometimes. Especially, Especially when it's a, a bra, your bra line. Yes. Or yeah. around your rib cage. That's where I Which, always get it. I need to know if they're, if, I mean, cause I'll put body glide on under there for a long race or long run, but is there another way? Like is, are my bras wrong or what is going on? But I need to, I don't know. It's Maybe terrible. we should have like a expert on sports bra sizing and Fit. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Right. Because I just don't even, I don't, I have problems with it too. And I, I mean, the race that I had really bad chafing in was in July and then they were like dumping water on you. And I just remember like peeling off my sports bra and it was like just raw and red and like, yes. oh, it was so bad. Like, yes. Trying no. to take a shower. <laughs> I have bled through yeah. my bra and shirt, literally in a marathon. Which, you know, isn't even as long as, you know, other races. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, not Hmm. pretty. Anyway, what's your favorite thing? So mine isn't really related to running, but it's related to training. And I was talking about cross training and I have um, power block dumbbells. Um, So they are the ones that have like multiple weights in one weight. And so they don't take up as much room in my, I work out in my laundry room. It's a big, or area my treadmill is in there um and it's nice because I can just click in whatever weight I want I think they go up to 24 pounds um and so I when I do cross training I use those which is or when I do straight training sorry um I use those those dumbbells it's nice it just doesn't take up as much room yeah yeah that's awesome I we do have a couple weights somewhere but I don't know where. And they're, I mean, that sounds way cooler. Yeah, they're really just, they're super nice. Yeah. And I've had them for, I don't know, probably six years, seven years. And they're still just super nice. And um, I got them for Christmas one year. So, mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, they're kind of expensive, but they're really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Especially when gyms are closed. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so today we have on Janessa Taylor, and she is an awesome mom of three. She 
is a terrific runner. Um, she Amazing. wins. Yeah, she's won a lot of um, 50Ks, 50 milers, 100Ks, 100 milers. Um, she's very competitive and is doing great. And she also runs Alpine Running, which is a race company um, with her partner, Trevor. And they put on great races around Oregon. So we've we've been around their scene a little bit and it's awesome. Yeah, we talk about what it takes to run those races um, competitively and also be a mom and what it is like to run long distances by yourself in the woods and how to do that safely. And we talk about what it's like to be a race director and the ins and outs of what goes into organizing a race, because it's a lot more than you think. And yeah, so give it a listen. It's super awesome. Janessa is really inspiring. And I think people will get a lot out of this. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I have three three kiddos, um, two in middle school, two boys that are in middle school and, um, a daughter that is a junior in high school. She's going to be a senior next year. So this year she's going to be 18 this year, which is kind of hard to believe. So, so we're really, we're really busy, um, you know, with, 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 with the three (laughs) at the moment. Um, I own a, a race company, um, this is my fourth year race directing. Um, it's called Alpine Running. I'm putting on, we now put on nine races. And I've been a runner, gosh, for as long as I can remember since, uh, middle school. So. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. When did you get into ultra running? What was your um, jump? <laughs> gosh, uh, you know, after, um, my youngest was born, I started running half marathons. And then, uh, quickly jumped into marathons and then that didn't, uh, that lasted like maybe four marathons and then it was straight to ultras. <laughs> and then that was pretty much it. So that's been about seven, eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what, what, who did you run for in college? Um, I went to, uh, I got a scholarship to run for the University of Tennessee in Chattanooga, um, initially. Um, it wasn't very, it was maybe three months after I, had moved and gone to school that my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And so that kind of derailed the rest of the next few years of running and um, just being able to spend more time at home um, yeah. over those about the next three years. So Aww. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Hard. When So after you had kids, how did that transition go with your running? Did you have, I mean, obviously you had to change your training because with children, it's hard to get all of the runs in that you want to, but you weren't running quite as long until your youngest was born. Right. Um, yeah, it was, it was a challenge to get in. I think the training part of it, I actually, when they were little, um, was able to race more. Um, that was easier because they weren't, they were just in preschool or they were in, you know, you could take them with you out of school. It wasn't like, um, it is now where they're in so many activities that it's actually easier to train because they're older, but it's hard to race because their schedules Mm -hmm. and their own activities, um, all three of my kids run and they were Mm -hmm. in traveling soccer for a few years. And so, um, 
you know, the weekends were really tied up with that, but I was able, I was able to, I'm actually able to train a lot now. It's just, we're very busy, but when they were little, I could race all the time. So I was able to race a lot, but training was hard because I would sometimes we would go, um, I used to ride my bike in the neighborhood, uh, in this circle for like two hours at a time when they were little, because I didn't want to bother getting a babysitter. And it was just, you know, um, I yeah. taught classes for about seven years at our gym. And so there was a little daycare there. My kids could be there while I was teaching and working. And, um, I taught spin for seven years and then, um, you know, some strength classes and stuff like that. So, um, it was interesting to try and squeeze it all in for sure. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we would go to the park and uh, I would literally just run in the circle around the playground <laughs> equipment for like That's so two, funny. Hours, two hours. And then we'd, like, we'd have a cooler with snacks and we'd just be like surviving. You know? you're, yeah. But, you're prepping for the quarantine. People that's are like right. running on their balcony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like your cooler is your aid station. You I just, know. <laughs> I was like, the snacks uh-huh. are in the cooler, you know, and I just keep going. So I, I guess I never thought about that because, you know, I'm just in survival mode. So I have a 11 month old and a two and a half year old and I'm just yeah. trying to survive. But you're right. You're probably able to race a lot more because they don't have activities where, I mean, my, my yeah. brother is, 14 and he's in hockey and they're going every single weekend all the time and they have practice till like 10 o'clock at night sometimes and right. I just I guess I I didn't think about that aspect of when your kids got older all I thought about was they don't have to be like constantly watched but yeah and then, but, then you're like hurry up when you're running a hundred miler because it's not super like um interesting. yeah it's super boring like my daughter went with me last year uh and she actually paced me this is the first time i've ever had any of my kids pace me um oh, and she wow. paced me uh for like the last eight miles of a hundred that i did and but she had to wait for me for you know 92 miles at the start finish for me to come mm-hmm. back and then, then you went out and did this like eight mile loop or whatever um, she took her homework. Luckily there was Wi-Fi, So she had her, her cell phone and she was, you oh know, she was fine. She slept, I'm sure. And, you know, and there was, uh, there were people there the whole, the whole time at this particular race. So, um, but mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't old enough to drive the rental car anywhere. So she didn't go anywhere. So um, I was like, I'll be back in 90 something miles. And, but, wow. and that was a lot of fun though. She, she did great. So how yeah, what's that like, yeah. I mean, it's gotta be so awesome to like, run those last miles with your daughter. Yeah, I just think was, that's so cool. That's yeah, like my it dream. Was fun. <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun and she was in really good shape cause it was in uh, the November. So she was just coming off cross country. So, okay. um, she probably could have run more than that, but, uh, it was like this gnarly technical section. The storm had blown in and it was funny. I came into the aid station and she, um, she wasn't there. She was in the bathroom, which is, you know, she's a 17 year old girl. She was in the bathroom. So I told the volunteers, I'm going to wait five minutes. If I don't see her, I'm just going to go on down the trail. And I said, she'll know, just tell her it's pink flagging. She'll know to like, you know, where to go. Um, so I get all the way to the bottom of this like ravine and I see at the top, she's yelling. Of course it's pouring down rain and she, it's at oh night God. and she's yelling and she's going, mom, how do you turn on the, the headlamp? Oh, you know, God. 
And uh, she had her cell phone out, the cell phone, like, trying to go down the super gnarly trail. Um, oh. It was really funny. And I'm like, hold the button. You know, I'm yelling at her. <laughs> um, but one thing, I, one thing that was interesting being a parent and, and having her is I, like, probably overpacked her like you normally would. You know, I'm giving her, like, all this food. I looked at the end, and I thought, she wouldn't even eat any of that. And all this water to carry and, you know, extra batteries and lights because I was more concerned about her, you know, than uh, – than whatever I was doing, so it was kind of funny. True um, mom style. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't quit being a mom just because you're um, just because you're racing. So yeah, right, <laughs> running a hundred miles. Right. Um, you're still more worried about her than yourself. Yeah, I mean that is my that was my concern is oh you know you have to start thinking should I let them pace me because what if something happens and then you're kind of like yeah but she's she was fine she's pretty she's pretty good with that kind of stuff and is used to being on the trail so. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So then, um, I guess how you've run a lot of 50 K's, 50 milers, hundred K's, hundred milers, winning a lot of them as well. And so how did you, um, how did you make the jump or like when you first started, have you always been so good? (laughs) um (laughs) how did you uh, oh no the first year the first year of um of racing 50ks i only ran once a week and i really suffered a lot (laughs) because i I biked a lot and i swam a lot so i did a lot of cross training but it Mm -hmm. was i wasn't running enough miles so i so all of my very beginning of the first year i was just frustrated. I was like, why am I not running these times? And why am I not here? And why am I not there? And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I just simply wasn't training enough. I wasn't running enough. So, yeah. um, that, you know, it was definitely a learning experience. I also didn't understand because when you come from running, um, you know, competitively, uh, you know, cross country or something, you're not carrying anything. You want to be as light as possible. And I also yeah. didn't understand that. So I kept trying to run, you know, these long races with no water and no food. Um, oh, gee. That, that didn't pay off very well. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so it was definitely a trial and error and a, and a uh-huh. learning experience um, getting there. And, you know, once, you know, you try something and you feel awful and you're like, and why didn't that work? And um, mm-hmm. and once I figured out, I just literally had to run more. <laughs> I just did. I was like, <laughs> I cannot compete on 20, 30 miles a week with everybody else. I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I was still uh, biking and swimming a lot during that time, okay. too. So it was a lot of, I mean, it was a lot of hours of, of working out. I'd take my son to the pool and put him in a floaty, and I would swim laps, and he would just float float around because we, we had this access to a pool that there was just the two of us. And so um, that was really, we actually had a lot of fun days out there because he was just, uh, I don't know, a toddler in, in preschool, so... Um, mm-hmm. Just stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it's basically mm-hmm. a science experiment of one. You need to yeah. figure out what works for yourself. When did you start doing, or how fast did you like progress into longer miles or distances? Um, let's see. I ran. Oh, the racing. Yeah. Yeah, I ran. A, a, I think a whole year of just fifty k's. And marathons and stuff like that. And then I ran my first 50 miler, which ended up being 60 miles. So, um, I was, yeah. So, um, and then I went to 100K. I, so I did kind of gradual. It, I okay. was pretty slow about building up, you know, to it. And then once I hit the 100K mark, that was kind of it. I raced a lot that year. Um, you know, 
maybe every three weeks I did a race, 50K or, um, you know, a 50 miler. Um, I ran a 50K at least every week on my own, too, during those years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Goodness. Yeah. A lot of miles. Yeah, it's a a lot of miles. (laughs) Mm -hmm. For sure. And so how was the jump up to the 100-mile distance, like, from the 100K? It was, um, it went, my first 100 went, um, completely good because uh, I think I just was, I was training, this is crazy and to say this out loud, but I was training for my first Ironman and the, and my 100 in the same week. So I was fairly fit. In the same week? Yeah, I was the smartest person in the world. Um, yeah, so anyways, so I, I, was working out a lot. Let's put it that way. So yeah. but by the time the hundred came, I was definitely prepared for it. There was, I mean, there was nothing else I could have done. Um, mm-hmm. I had raced a lot, had a lot of miles under my belt. So um, I didn't know what to expect, but I just mm-hmm. kept going, you know, and yeah. um, it was fine. So mm-hmm. how did, did you have the hundred mile first and then the Iron Man? No, I went to Iron Man. They canceled it. Oh. This is my saving grace here. Okay. okay. <laughs> it was canceled um, on uh, due to smoke. It was in Lake Tahoe, oh, and that that oh, one was canceled. And then on um, Saturday, I was supposed to do um, the hundred. So okay. it saved my legs. I don't think I would have been able to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, would I wouldn't have, have you know, done very well. Probably either one of them. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I'm impressed for you for. Um, trying that yeah yeah so so you're running it are you still running that amount of mileage a week um it's changed it's changed a lot um the last three months I was because uh we were kind of moving into as you guys know like train this was going to be um you know I had a lot of races coming up but then the virus hit and so now Mm -hmm. it's kind of like hmm um so the last three months I was but uh it's been kind of all over the place since I started race directing. Yeah. Um, so like that, it or not, the race directing definitely is, it definitely takes its toll on training for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Because you have, you now have, I mean, events, that's probably a lot of work to put on a race. Um, you know, I mean, it just takes up a whole weekend that you could have been running yourself right. or whatever. And it's actually the week before too, the whole week before. And yes. we do, you know, we did last year four races, four mountain races in, or, or um, yeah, in seven weeks. So oh my goodness. there was no denying that, uh, the training was all over the place. I mean, right. yeah. there's just not any consistency with that. Plus we have other jobs, me and my partner too, during the day. So, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you should yeah. tell us a little bit about Alpine running and the events you guys put on. Yeah. So we, um, we, I started, uh, my company with two races, um, several years ago, about four years ago. And then my partner had two races and then we kind of joined, joined forces. And so, um, we now have nine events. <laughs> my um, goodness. I laughed because I said I was only going to do two or three. <laughs> But it is hard. It is hard uh, when you when you love a place and you want to share it with everybody else. But so, yeah, we just started and then it's kind of been a um, we most of our races are in Oregon. We have one in Washington up in the Columbia River Gorge. Uh, But, yeah, most of them are up in the mountains and they're high. So, you know, that's it's 
in the summer. So training, um, I always laugh that I do most of the weird ultras, I call them, because I can only really train in this, in the, like the off season. Everybody else is kind of off season. And so I try, you know, try to train there, um, and race, uh, you know, in the winter so that it doesn't, before our race season starts, which starts Mm -hmm. in May. Yeah. Mm -hmm. May through November now. Yeah. So, and go ahead, Seth. That's good. I was going to say, what distances are your races, like between what and what? So we our shortest race um, now is seven miles, and that's up Dog Mountain. Um, and then our long, we have two 100-milers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so several 50s, 20, yeah. um, uh, a couple half marathons, and then uh, 50Ks, too. So Nice. Yeah, nice. I can attest. Good variety. That, yeah, Alpine Running puts on great events. Chase has done... A couple, and then I was supposed to do Ochico. Yeah, but, you know this season has been crazy. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a race director during this time of COVID nineteen? Um, yeah, this has uh, definitely been hard uh, for sure. I knew that we would probably have to um, cancel Ochicos. Mm-hmm. And Wild Outback was on the fence, and it, it's really been like one um, domino effect after the other. We just moved Old Cascadia, so it's disheartening mm-hmm. for sure. It's hard because you, yeah. you spend all year putting work into it. This year, I think, would have been our biggest year yet, and so that's hard, mm-hmm. too, because now the effect of um, this virus, we'll, we'll see it for the next two years as a race director, for sure, because everybody's getting rolled over to the races, so then that's, you know – then next year, people will probably do the races they were supposed to do this year. Maybe, maybe not. But um, it's it'll definitely be um, – so it's definitely like a setback, I would say, for us yeah. Um, yeah. in terms of kind of growing. And then, you know, a lot of people, like myself, I'm, I'm, I'm not working right now, so a lot of people are um, laid off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just don't have the funds to race or travel or whatever. And so, you know, it's it's definitely um, been a hard time. But I feel like for the most part with the cancellations and um, the rescheduling and stuff, most people have been pretty um, gracious as far as yeah. un- and understanding. Um, it's, it's hard, though, because you've already, you know, um, you've already planned, you've already paid for things. So then um, but you're not holding the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah, it's, so it's difficult. What, it would be hard to do that. What is your, uh, or what has been your protocol for, are you rolling entrance into the next year? Or, because I think that's what Western States is doing, where the race that I was supposed to be doing a 50 mile, um, they just, you know, canceled it and there's no refunds, which they never had a refund policy, which is good because you guys still, like you said, you pay for things already ahead of time. Um, but what right. is on your policy? Um, our typical policy is 50% if they cancel within 30 days of the race. But what we did this year for anything that we could reschedule, we just rolled everybody over to the reschedule um, for this particular okay. year. If they couldn't make the new date, then we did 75% uh, to next year if they wanted that race. Or they could jump into any of our races this year 100%. Like for nice. 2020, um, you know, if they did it. They were going to do Ochico 50K and they want to do Run the Rock 50K. Then I just transfer that credit over there um, for them. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. That's nice. 
Yeah. So yeah, it is a little, it's a little hard. I had, I've only had a few people maybe not, not fully understand that you, you do, um, you know, kind of pay for things up front. Uh, yeah. Well, well before the race starts. So yeah. Well, and, and I like, I don't care if my, I don't get any money back because I want to see that race happen again in the future. Like I want to support the people that are doing all of these things because I want to be a part of it. Right. So. Yeah, it's, it'd be hard. Any decision's a hard one, especially when it's something like a virus and you're having to cancel multiple races, not just one due to an, you know, a storm or um, whatever. Yeah, it, I've, we've never canceled a race before, so um, to cancel basically four in a row has <laughs> yeah, been, uh, you know, it's it's hard, it's tough, yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a small business. It's just Trevor and myself, so, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not not a big corporation here or anything like that. <laughs> it's mom right. and pop. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm hoping maybe I mean I know like you said, there is gonna be repercussions and just economically for people, but I'm hoping that maybe everybody I mean, I know I'm missing the racing uh yeah. scene so much. I hope there's gonna be like a big boom after this. Like getting everybody to the races and um, maybe they'll everybody will come back together, like more energized to sign up for all the races. I hope right. so. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely, I'm definitely missing, um, you know, all the prep mm-hmm. and, and then everybody that we see that year after year, I'm going to miss um, getting to see some of our volunteers from the area. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have a beneficiary for every race that we, that we put on and, um, like, like our wild outback race, we're not getting to do the spaghetti feed, which was a huge boost to the track and cross country club or, you know, team there. Yes. So, um, that's kind of a bummer, you know, cause we, yeah. we're just not there. And so that's another, you know, that's another effect, uh, of the cancellations as well. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is just a bummer. I don't know if there's like any way, other ways to do like fundraising for that or anything, but. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, I feel like you guys come up with really creative, really fun, really beautiful races and, and routes, trails, and you just kind of piece together, uh, really cool trails. And I'm wondering, like, what's your process for, for coming up with your race? Um, we usually, uh, you know, an area might be interesting and we decide to go scout it out. And run, mm-hmm. so we go run it first mm-hmm. and then to mm-hmm. see, is this something that we'd be, we would want to do? Um, we would, you know, want to race. Um, and that's usually kind of where we start. Um, go run it, check it out, see what we think. And then, you know, then it is piecing it together um, and figuring out where we can race because a lot of people don't realize you can't put a race on in wilderness. And a lot of these places, um, you know, are wilderness or maybe you can't get a permit to go mm-hmm. through that area or something like that. So um, that's kind of, you know, and then, then putting a feeler out there to uh, the, the forest service and seeing if that's something that they would be supportive of and kind of going from there. But um, yeah, I think we just, we really like Eastern Oregon. So we have a, um, you know, and it's kind of an untapped place. Uh, it's just getting people mm-hmm. out there, you know, uh, it's not Mount mm-hmm. Hood, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like right. the Oregon Outback. It's, um, or, uh, Elkhorn Crest. I mean, it's an incredible place, but 
a lot of people don't know about it. So mm-hmm. it's sort of it part of part of our putting on races is to sort of show people those places that they may never they don't know that there's even a trail there like Elkhorn Crest. Right. Outside outside of Baker City, a lot of people don't know any they've never even heard of it. Um, you know. Wow. So yeah, I had barely heard of it. Now I've heard really great things about the race and now <laughs> yeah. I'm wanting to get out there as soon as we can. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not that far. I mean, it's only, you know, three and a half, four hours from Bend. It's not mm-hmm. like it's, you know, eight hours away or something either. So right. doable. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we run is to see, or some of the reasons we run is to see some of these really amazing places and all on foot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is one way. way, right. It's one way to, um, you know, have people experience the area. Plus, uh, the communities that we put on races in have, um, you know, we use a, a lot of the people uh, are involved from the community, like, uh, you know, different groups and stuff that aren't runners. So that's really cool too, mm-hmm. is to have, um, like the, com- some of the, some people from say Baker City or Sumner, um, you know, involved in the race too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you've been racing or, Yes, directing races for four years. What has changed over the four years that you've been a race director? <laughs> like, what have you learned? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> well, as a community as a whole, I would say there's just a lot more events. Um, as far as things that I have learned, um, gosh, I don't know. I have to say that our races have always, for the most part, gone pretty well. Um, you know, we haven't had anything crazy happen from the beginning to the end. And I think we, you know, we do, um, which goes back to why I think it affects our training is we do put a lot of work into it so that it's, um, organized. Yeah. And, um, we, uh, we mark our courses ourselves, Trevor and I do, um, every mile. So, you know, those sort of things, um, you know, you learn little things and you change little things about each race. But, um, gosh, I don't know in the four years that we've had any major changes, but the community has changed in the fact that there are just so many more events now. Yeah. And so trying to pick a weekend yeah. kind of works best. It's tough. And you're almost sort of in that boat where you just have to pick a date and go with it at mm-hmm. this point. So yeah. you can't you know. make it work for everybody. No. Yeah, it, it's a tough, it's a tough um, business to kind of crack into now, I think, whereas maybe yeah. 10 years ago, there was only like two or three race companies putting on races out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so. you're obviously doing something right if you went from four races to nine in four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been good. They are, been good. for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I do love your guys' community involvement in general. I mean, even aside from Alpine running, I mean, or I guess in addition to it, it's like I would like to point out. Um, so when Chase and I started Treeline Journal, Chase kicked it off by running 24 hours up Pilot Butte. Yes. And, <laughs> yep. And Janessa and Trevor, um, you guys both came out uh, to support him on that. People were like doing loops and um that was just so awesome to see. And you came out, Janessa, I think sometime in the evening. And yeah, then Trevor home from work. Out, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Trevor came out at like one or two AM. Yeah. And he's not, he doesn't sleep, so he, he came out <laughs> in the, at night. Yeah. He's a nurse, isn't he? Like is he yes. is why yeah. he doesn't I don't know. Um, um no, he just doesn't sleep. 
<laughs> he just goes to bed early. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was just so awesome though to like see you guys, um, just kind of rallying, you know, being in, in the community with your community. It's cool. Yeah. Well, we, we, um, we think you guys are great and that was just, yeah. I mean, if someone's going to make a life change or, or decide to do that, I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. You know, mm-hmm. it's like people should come out and support that for sure. Thank you. Yeah. I was curious, um, if Trevor said anything about how Chase was doing at, in the middle of the night, because we had one friend that came out at like three or 4 a.m. and he was saying how Chase was like super delusional and like not <laughs> mentally. No, he said it was fine. Okay. He said, how's he doing yeah. in the morning? And he said, fine. That's all he said. So. Yeah. But maybe it's cause, maybe it's cause we've seen that side of ultra running and totally. been there ourselves that we don't think yeah. anything about it. It's totally normal. Right. So. Yeah. It's normal if you're kind of trucking through, you've been running for hours and hours and hours. You're maybe a little quiet. Right. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I was kind of wondering one thing, um, you mentioned, you know, when you started doing ultras, you suffered a lot because, you know, you were underprepared for races and things. And I know you've grown a lot in your own running, um, and are now just killing it, but you must still suffer. You know, I mean, when you're doing hundred milers, like how, do you, how are you a good sufferer? You know, how do you overcome the suffering in like a late hundred miler when you've just been running so long? Um, I think one, I think obviously preparation that will help, you know, um, for me personally, I think putting in long runs, 40, 50 milers leading up to it, that helped mm-hmm. to build some confidence in you because you know that you've done the work. And that's helpful um, versus, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm, I've only done you know, 20 miles or something in my longest run. I'm going to go out here and I've got to do, um, you know, X amount. Um, a lot of it's mental. You just, you know, you sort of have to just accept that at some point during the race, it's it, I mean, if it didn't hurt, you probably aren't doing it right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to hurt some in some way, whether you're because you're pushing it and you're, you know, you're really racing. Um, which you can do for a hundred miles you can, you know, uh, run hard the whole time. So mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's part of it. And I think just accepting it for me, it's how quickly can you get out of a low, right. you know, and once you start to feel it coming is, um, do you eat something, you take care of it quickly and, um, get, get in it and out of it fast, you know, as fast as possible. And then you're right back in. Um, also taking the race and sort of dissecting it too and not thinking, oh my gosh, I got 50 miles left, but just thinking I've got to get to the next eight station, mm-hmm. you know, just, Breaking just it taking up. it in smaller and smaller pieces, um, mentally, um, mm-hmm. is helpful too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes it, 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 you're in it and you get, <laughs> you get in it and it's just, um, you're stuck, <laughs> you know, a yeah. little bit. And you do suffer. I mean, I did a yeah. race just in October and I, it was just kind of cooking along. Can't say it was my greatest day. I can't say it was my worst day. It was sort of a mediocre day. Um, I wasn't, nothing really was bothering me, but, um, it got really cold. 
that hypothermic, you know, it took, know. it took me a few hours to come out of it and could have crawled my way to the end. And that's mm-hmm. just unfortunately the way it ended. And that's, you know, unfortunately that if you race enough, it, that's going to happen. Totally. You know, if you race yeah. enough, you know, you know, it's not every day that a hundred miles is or 50 miles or whatever is your, is your best yeah. day. So a lot can happen in that distance. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So did you, did you DNF or you finished that race? Oh, I finished. Yeah. Okay. Have you, <laughs> yeah. have you DNF before? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> and my I'll first, tell us about my it. My very yeah. first DNF was very, very painful. Uh, um, I was, you know, I, w- I was running Massanutten. And if you know anything about that race, it's in Virginia and it's, um, old school race. I've been going on a long time. Um, rocks rocks everywhere there's never it never lets up it's i can't say the most enjoyable but um i was definitely gunning for a, um a record there and uh was just heading into an aid station looked up for a split second which was a huge mistake went down and that I mean, split my kneecap open and needed stitches um i mean i wasn't able to run the rest of okay. it i mean there was, it was a i sat there for a long time and finally an old man just said you know you're not like, you can't, you're never going to, like, you couldn't even walk this out. And I just, I had to just sort of accept it. It was um, hard, but uh, I mean, there was no way I, my leg Mm -hmm. blew up like a balloon. So, um, so that was the first one and you might as well just get it over with. (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then I had some injuries after that. Things I, things I started that I should have never started, you know? Right. Um, I tried to race a hundred miles of Astria, which is in Croatia on, uh, a, um, torn meniscus, not a smart decision, oh, you yeah, know, probably not. Just, yeah. So those are lessons <laughs> that now I don't do stuff like that, but, yeah. um, you know, but it's hard when you train so hard for something and you're like, okay, I've done all of this work. I just want to race. And, and some days you just, you just can't, it is hard, you know, and sometimes you, I mean, I always, I always think I lose, I learn the lesson and my lessons the hard way. Yeah. And that, that was one of them. I did that five times in a row. Too. <laughs> so I just kept going. I, I don't know what, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, I don't now I would not definitely not do that because now I think um, I've, it took me a long time to learn to recover, you mm-hmm. know, if that makes yeah. sense. And, yeah. and and not start stuff or just take the time off before it ever becomes something, you know, yeah. as far as so, injuries go. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask what kind of injuries have you had, especially with your high mileage that you're running um, um, and how you work through those. That my, the one that I struggled with came from, it came from that fall, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was more compensation injuries mm-hmm. to a hip and just, you know, um, sort of not being able to train like I was before. And then you kind of lose, I mean, everything sort of gets unbalanced, I guess I would say. And that's kind of where, um, I mean, I've had, you know, tendonitis and, and shin splints and all that kind of stuff. That's and I had one stress fracture years and years ago. Yeah. Um, actually when I very first started after having uh, my son, I got a stress oh. fracture and, you know, I think once you're pregnant and you have where your bones get soft and stuff mm-hmm. and I didn't mm-hmm. pay attention to that and uh, I ended up with a stress fracture in my, um, my tibia. Yeah. Oh. From that. Okay. My right goodness. after my, when my son was a baby. So, uh, that wasn't smart either. I just kept running on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's yeah. It's hard to stop. It, yeah. 
It is, it is. actually. Yeah. It's, yeah. And you need to, especially like as a mom, you just, you need to get your runs in. Otherwise you you're see. So, yeah, exactly. You, know, you fight through home. the pain. Yeah, with three yeah. kids, and I know when I had three under the age of five. Now my dog is um, attacking me. <laughs> um, three kids under the age of five. Um, yeah, it, it became sort of a necessary meal there. Yeah. It does. I was sick um, a little bit last week or two weeks ago, and I didn't get my runs in. And then I've been kind of feeling, I don't know. Having a pity party, pity party yeah. sometime with this COVID, mm-hmm. but I'll I'll go for a run and that day will go so much smoother. Like everybody else in my house is so calm because Mom got a run <laughs> yeah. in and I'm a lot more calm. They're like, Mom, go run, see yeah. I'm happy. Right? Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think everybody needs that space and it's it's hard when you stay if you stay at home too. And I stayed at home with mine and it was yeah. it was hard. It was like there was I had no family around. So I never really got a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they were there and I was there. So yeah, yeah there's so Hence much. That's why I was running this. around the, the playground. <laughs> exactly. crazy yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the yeah. other moms are sitting on a bench. Yeah. I know. They're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. Uh-huh. And then when they get to be teenagers, it's the same thing. It's just like, I won't be back for five hours now. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then do you yeah. worry about them when you're gone or they're just fine? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we've been, I've been a runner since they were babies. So they're used to that. And, you know, they're just, you know, playing Xbox or, or sleeping or doing whatever it is that <laughs> mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine. Um, sometimes I ask them. Sometimes they, they will run with me, which is nice, but not very often. They just want to know how far we're gonna go. Yeah, mm-hmm. so nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, come on. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To be able to run with, I can run with all three of them. Although my little one won't. He most of the time says no. He's already in shape, you know, so he doesn't really want to go <laughs> run. But the other two will. Um, they'll go run sometimes. So. Yeah. So far, yeah. yeah. Um, so I have kind of a long prefaced story or, um, question, but, and, and so I'm kind of wondering about your mom perspective on this, um, because ultra running is such a unique sport and you ha- like, if you're going to be prepared to run hundred miles races or, or 50 miles or hundred Ks or whatever, um, you need to get your long runs in and you often probably get pretty remote, you know, deep into the woods. And, um, I'm wondering, um, I, I just, I did a little, uh, survey on our, uh, Treeline Journal Instagram the other day and was asking, uh, people's, uh, greatest fears about running alone and like, and yeah. Um, and so most people, that responded were women and most of the answers were men and cougars (laughs) that they're, (laughs) and I was just wondering, I, I do feel like that can be kind of a barrier for a woman, especially a mom who needs to get back to her kids. Like that can be kind of scary or uncomfortable to set out on a long run and know that you're going out for a long time by yourself and I'm wondering like do you have any fears when you run alone on your long long runs and how do you combat those fears 
Um, I think that I'm always more scared of people than animals, first and foremost. So, but mm-hmm. most of the places that I run, there's nobody around. Um, but that thought um, is, I think, always with you if you're a parent. Um, mm-hmm. uh, here's an example. I was going up to do um, the, uh, the Wonderland Trail, 100 miles mm-hmm. around. Um, kids were at the house. Uh, I was coming around maybe mile 60-something by myself. Mm-hmm. And came up on a cougar, and um, wow. uh, and it and it followed me. Anyways, uh, oh, I, oh my gosh. I, you know, so here I'm in the middle of this. Okay, as as my goal is to to hit the fastest no time on this trail, right? And you okay. know, it's I only have like this one weekend to do it because you know kids are getting ready to start school, and you know the snow, and you know it. it it's hard to find time, as you know, mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. do all these things. So it's like I either do it now or I have to wait a whole other year to try this, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, I get to a junction where it's either it sort of is continue on, even though I see the glowing eyes in front of me, or <laughs> I just duck off onto this um, sort of access road where I'm looking at the map and I know that there's um, a bathroom I can go into, like down. It's a visitor center. It's it's at night, so it was closed and everything. But um, that's that moment where you go, I have kids to get home to. So, yeah. I'm not, yeah. you know, you you don't those those sort of risks. Um, I, I'm not going to take, you know, because yeah. I have three kids. Um, and a life, you know, to live mm-hmm. and to take care of. So, um, so it, that, that's always kind of there. I don't think it, um, necessarily prevents me from doing certain things. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't prevent me from going, but it definitely, mm-hmm. if it became an, a choice, it, like in that situation, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna put myself in that position. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes there's been those moments too, where I've ducked off on a road because something was creepy and somebody was following me and I've ducked off on a, in a, in a highway and ran all the way back, you know, or something like that yeah. where I'm not going to, um, you know, I have kids. I always think that I have kids to get home to and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like as moms, we're a lot, I mean, yes, we are concerned about our safety, but at the same time, like, I don't, don't want my kids to come home and not have a mom. Like that would be, right. it'd be a whole mind shift or it is a whole mind shift after you have kids where it's not, it's not just about you. I mean, yes, you need to be safe, but it's safe for a different reason other than just you know, yourself. Your, right. yourself. And I wouldn't yeah. say that, um, you know, I wouldn't say that you shouldn't go. I would never say that, right. you know, yeah. because I do lots of stuff by myself in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, one, one day I had Trevor drop me off at midnight on the Timberline to run back to Bend, you know, and it's like anything can happen and you do the best you can take a phone or take a spot with you or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not going to let it prevent me, um, you know, from doing what I want to do, but sometimes things come up and you just have to make a decision, you know, during mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so I always err on the side of caution if it's. Mm-hmm if there's a real possibility of like being eaten by an animal or something like that, you know, yeah. which in yeah. that situation, they, you know, cats and stuff, um, they stalk you. Right. You I don't, mean, I'm yeah. on the backside of Rainier in the middle of the night. There's nobody around, you know? So oh, you that know, would be yeah, so scary. Just, it is what it is. Oh, so yeah. right. I made my I mean, I race and I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I know. 
I'm sweating. No. <laughs> but you know, it's funny as a runner, you all these years of doing all these adventures and stuff like that, you expect to see that. So it was when it came, I was like, oh, I've been waiting for you for you know for five years. I've been waiting for this moment. You know, so now, now how's it gonna go? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, so. I don't know if that would be my response. <laughs> Crap, I'm I'm scared. And I we Chase and I saw a mountain lion um, up in Montana. We like ran up a mountain and we saw it we were on the very top and probably like eight miles from the car and we saw it but it was from a distance um but we saw it uh jump up onto a rock crouch look at us and swish its tail and i just was like okay we gotta get out of here right now (laughs) the summit feeling of like having such a right. great time. It was like, okay, it's over. We yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is fun and all, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, alone is a different story and, uh, gosh, but so do you like carry anything specific with you to keep you safe? You know, like pepper spray or, um, anything? I, I used to, I'm, I'm not really good about doing that. I mean, I always, I try to carry my phone. Now we have, um, the little spot tracker. So, you can call without having, you know, through the phone, um, you know, the little Garmin minis, uh, the inReach. So that's nice because even if you don't have service, you can make a satellite, like you can make a call oh, okay. um, and just let somebody know why you're stopped or why am I not moving or something like that. So that's, I mean, it's not foolproof. Obviously things happen mm-hmm. or a battery could die or whatever. Um, but uh, so I, if I'm going to go on a long adventure, I take that now. Mm-hmm. Um but I usually don't carry anything. Gosh, I used to carry like a small knife or something, but I'm kind of, sometimes I'm like, I always get there and I'm like, Oh, I forgot to bring anything. <laughs> right. So right. I'm sort of at the mercy of whatever. Uh, but nothing in particular, I would say. Okay. Trevor and I were up in the Ojigos one time and we were in the middle of the night and I think he had a gun. <laughs> Other than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause cougar, cougar country up there, but yeah. 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 I haven't had any experience with that. I'm in southern Minnesota. We don't have a lot of predators. There's a couple. Yeah. Of, um, there was a couple of cougars down here a few years ago. There was a couple of bears down here um, last year, and actually there was an elk that came down. And normally they don't come down this far yeah. either. Yeah. Um, but we have cabins in northern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, so I I have bears up there. But we don't we don't have a lot down here, so I'm not as I'm more fearful of people. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think I think any time, uh, yeah, it's definitely more people. If you see somebody, mm-hmm. a person way out, that's yeah. more um, concerning to me. Then um, that's when I really start running as fast as possible <laughs> to get out of there because I don't know why they're back in there if they're not running, you know? Yeah, or whatever, exactly. you know, like, what are you yeah. doing back here? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, on the East Coast, when I go home, um, I'm from Tennessee, so when I go home to this. And run in the Smoky Mountains, which my dad was really close to. Um, mm-hmm. The bears there, uh, I did a, a did a, um, the run across the Smokies a couple of years ago, and they were just, I mean, they were everywhere. And they're yeah. just desensitized to people. And I have my phone on, blasting music, I'm singing, you know. But, um, I mean, luckily I didn't have any incidences, you know, anything happened. But uh, yeah. they were everywhere. Yeah. Do they do they run away from people or they will chase? No, they will attack oh. there. Oh. I think because oh they are gosh. desensitized to people. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. 
Yeah. So I, I think you were meaning the other way. Like, yeah, I'm exactly. Fine with people, but okay. Yeah. I think that, that that's a little concerning um, sometimes because they're used to seeing people. So they're not mm-hmm. as afraid as mm-hmm. like when you see a bear out here, usually doesn't want anything to do with you and you know, yeah. kind of a thing, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. And how long was that run through the Smokies? Um, it's 71 miles. Okay. Yeah, from was one that- end to the other. Okay. Was that a neat run? Yeah, it's all in the um on the AT. Mm-hmm. So okay. um really hard, probably eighteen, nineteen thousand feet of climbing, super technical. Um yeah, I hope to go back and do that one again sometime. It's there's nothing oh. easy about that run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard the whole time, but um it's great. I've heard so. I've heard a lot of trails on the East Coast. I don't know what trails on the East Coast are like. And like what are they like? Are they more rooty or rocky or um, what's they're definitely more they different, I think, um, overall. I mean, mm-hmm. I've just done a couple of races on the East Coast and but, you know, obviously grew up there and, and mm-hmm. run there. Um, but, yeah, overall, um, at least through Tennessee, uh, Virginia, West Virginia, that whole Georgia. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. rocky and rooty. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I'd are, like to see that. Are there as many races on the East Coast as there are on the West Coast? I feel like there's more. There's a lot of races now. Okay, there didn't used to be. I don't. Yeah, think. yeah, there definitely are. Uh, I just did a race in Kentucky in October, and that was pretty. Um, it was more technical than what I thought it was going to be. It was pretty rocky as well, but um, you know, and. So there's definitely more creeping up. I think for a lot of years, maybe there was just a few people, like the same people, sort of putting on however many races. Um, yeah. But now now there's a lot more, too, on the East Coast. Nice. I do find one every weekend, you know, <laughs> just, yeah. just like out here. Yeah. 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 Do you have any races on your sites right now? Or any any that are still coming up for this year? And then also maybe any, like, dream races that you really want to go do? Gosh, um, well, uh, I was getting the, my, my season sort of got canceled just like everybody else's, mm-hmm. Lake Sonoma. And then I was going to do Badger Mountain 50K and those, um, both, well, I don't know about Badger Mountain, but I know obviously Lake Sonoma is not happening. And then mm-hmm. Trevor and I were going to do, um, the kind of the Canadian tra- Trans Selkirks run. Uh, it's kind of like Trans Rockies. Mm-hmm. But it's in okay. Canada, and we were going to do the mm-hmm. five-day stage race, but um, I'm not really sure how all that stuff's going to play out for this year. Okay. Um, gosh, dream races, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I, I, I was going to say, to, oh, um, there's a brand-new 100-miler in West Virginia, and I was actually born there. And, okay. Um, Oh. And it, it it falls on another rock weekend, so I can't do it this year. Oh. I don't know if it'll change or not, but uh, that would be a cool run to go do. So I tried. I'm trying to race a little bit on the East Coast um, mm-hmm. the last couple of years because my family is there, and I can kind of do both. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. race, and then I can visit family. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of been my main thing. Although I'm sure there's a bunch overseas that mm-hmm. eventually I'd like to do. Yeah. Do you like one to travel day. overseas? I do. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I would love to go back to Croatia and do that one again and not be injured. Um, right. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. 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 So maybe that one. I keep saying I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it, but our schedules have been so busy that it hasn't 
it just hasn't, you know, canned out yet. Have but. you ran a race that you've directed while you're directing it? I know you go out beforehand, but. Um, not yet. Not yet. I haven't really been in the position to yeah. let I'm, somebody take the reins just yeah. yet um, yeah. to do that. I'm sure that'd be hard. But. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be hard. Um, <laughs> I always think that I could do maybe Elkhorn. Maybe to be out there running with everybody else would be fun. But, yeah. um, of course I had to market too. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard that one. So yeah. that would be, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I like to be at the end because I want to high five everybody. So it would be hard to be out there and then not see how everybody else did on the other side since, yeah. you, you know, it's kind of your baby that you're putting out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to ask you, what happens at the end? So when everyone is done finishing and or um, the race is over, what all has to happen? Besides, I mean, I know this cleanup and there's aid stations and stuff, but what else do you do when you're when, post race? Yeah, post race is um, that's when the real fun begins. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's breakdown. Um, it is wash every single item that was out there so as you know everything's dirty because it's like dusty and whatever so it's wash all the tables it's clean out every water jug it's um uh i wash all the stuff from the aid stations that's like reusable um Mm -hmm. like as far as like some the chip bowls and stuff like that so there's a lot of washing and cleaning um we have to return if we if we got signs or we rented a u-haul we have to go and return those after you know everything's kind of been unloaded um it's a lot of load up we have to take all the trash um unless we have a unless it's a race that has maybe trash service that we paid for or something but um because sometimes we have to take the trash so (laughs) Um, and sometimes glamorous. we have to take this glamorous. Sometimes we have to take the porta potties back, which is <laughs> after they've been used, <laughs> bouncing down the mountainside. Sometimes we've had to go out and pick up those. Um, a couple of times we've had just things happen or whatever, and we actually have to go out and do an extra sweep. And sometimes I do that anyways. Like for the places like Ochoco, sometimes we'll go out afterwards, like on um, or I used to, like on Mondays, and run the course and just make sure that everything's picked up. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, and um, we've done that with, gosh, the first year, first couple of years, I did that every time. Go out and just sweep and make sure everything's picked up and there's no trash or anything. And I would say most people are pretty good. I mean, I'm really impressed when I go out mm-hmm. to, um, you know, do that sometimes that I don't find anything. No trash, mm-hmm. no no wrappers and nothing. So that's always nice to see, too. Yeah. That, um, yeah. Everyone else yeah. is taking care of the trail with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. My yeah. trail runners are pretty, I mean, this is their playground, right? And yeah. this is where they like to recreate. So they're pretty good about, let's say, ultra runners, trail runners. I mean, yep. you're not throwing their garbage on the ground. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I did notice that, um, are all of your races coupless? Yes. Yeah, did, they are. Were you, were you always coupless? Um, I was trying to think maybe, I think we were always coupless. Okay. I, I was going to remember have- a race that we ever had cups at, unless somebody like brought a cup or something, you know, cups or something yeah. themselves. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think so that I, we always were. I was going to ask about the, if you were to transition from cups to cupless, because all of our races up here have a lot of cups. And I, yeah. I see, yeah. I see 
the transition happening, and I just didn't know if there was any pushback or anything. But I think it's becoming more of a commonplace thing to not have any cups. Yeah, it is. And I think most people carry a bottle or they have something of, you know, something anyways. So I've never heard anybody say anything to us about why we didn't have cups. We have cups, like hot cups for broth at the longer Mm. events. Um, But those aren't used for like Coke and stuff like that. It's like soup. Yeah. And that's really the only kind of cups that we have. But I think, um, I think most people, and it's the same with food. Most people are pretty dialed into what they, they race with Mm -hmm. and carry. And so Mm -hmm. therefore they, a lot of people have their own stuff. If they have draw bags, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. 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 I just did. So. Yeah. We, but I, you're right. I think, I think there was a, there was a, there were a lot of cups, I think, when I would go back and do like, um, you know, some races on the east side. Uh, and it, and it, it has transitioned to being cupless. Yeah. Um, yeah. over the, over the years for sure. Yeah. Yep. I think Minnesota's still transitioning. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get there. Yeah. We will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. It's a lot less garbage to take out, let me tell yeah. you. That's for yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys feel energized after a race weekend or do you feel pretty tired? Does it take it a lot out of you? Um, it does, but it's it's very rewarding. It's a mm-hmm. it's a really hard job, but it is a very rewarding job. And it is exciting to watch it all come together mm-hmm. um, and watch people finish. I, we love to see the pictures afterwards um, mm-hmm. and then hear people's like race reports and stuff like that. Like it, that's really fun. And it is it is encouraging and supportive. Um, yeah, I would say the uh, old Cascadia, I think we're pretty it takes me like a week to <laughs> recover from that race just because yeah, um, we're up all that. night. You know, oh, yeah. And you, um, you don't think about it, but yeah, we're, I mean, I'm pretty tired. We're pretty tired Monday morning, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a good tired. It's just, yeah, totally. you know, yeah. it's just like a race kind of tired where it's like, it is. Yeah. You, you feel very physically probably exhausted, but happy heart. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. Build up. Mm-hmm. It's hard because we'll we'll start to go run and then we're just like beat, you know, <laughs> because we've been directing. But we go we go out to you go out to do your get back. Okay, well now it's like the weekend's over. I need to get back to my training, and it's like you're so tired. No, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's 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 a tough week. Yeah, um, I a couple of times the very first year I thought I'll race like the, right before and then try to go into it, and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, there's only so yeah. much you can do. It sounds like you have a nice balance between, you know, you you know when your race directing season is, you know when your racing season is, and kind right. of, you know. Balance. Yeah, and that that's taken a couple of a little bit of trial and error to try and figure out um what's how that kind of works. Yeah, mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. year I thought, oh, it'll be fine, I can do it all, and um, <laughs> found out pretty quickly that was not the case. No. <laughs> oh, smart <laughs> woman. <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, I'm tired. I'm just tired. Yeah. I took like a year and a half off of racing. I just was oh, wow. just, I just, I needed like to just take a step back, you know, let something off the plate for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. plus that having is, kids in yeah. high school that are going through a lot of different things. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah. I feel, I feel like as moms, we feel like we can do it all, all the time. At least that's how I feel. Yeah. Is that 
I can do everything, and then I learn I cannot do everything, and I <laughs> I need some sleep sometimes too. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do, and it. Uh, I would say, you know, I used to think that having toddlers and babies was the hardest, and then um, my kids got to be like seventeen, and <laughs> don't know, say that. Drive. <laughs> so just take a deep breath, because it's like. I was like, oh, yeah, this is great, you know, and they can drive and this and that. But, yeah, they can drive. Uh, Oh, gosh. Yeah. I feel like it's another set of challenges, Mm -hmm. um, you know, is raising and trying to get somebody into adulthood Mm -hmm. that way. And that um, as as there's a lot of worry, I think, that goes involved with that, which whether you think it affects you or not, it does, you know. For sure. A lot of sleepless nights just thinking, you know, am I doing everything right? Yeah. 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 Is this, pay, is this payback for when I was a teenager? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. I mean, we're all just doing the best we can. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really it. Really you, you, there's no right? book for it and every situation is different. So you just, you it's, do, you make the best decisions you can and you hmm. hope for the best and you keep going forward. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you're doing awesome. Yeah, you're showing your kids what it's like to be a really uh, badass woman. So, good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah. Um, yeah, the other the other parents don't run. I'm like, they probably do. It's just you don't know, you don't see it. So, but it's it's been <laughs> yeah. great to see through the years other people. Um, because I had a lot of all my friends know none of them ever really ran or. They really weren't participating in some of the things that I was participating in. But as I've moved through, I've I've watched that change, you know. Um, You see more and more, more and more people that are getting involved in, like, ultra running or Mm -hmm. triathlons or whatever it is, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely changed. And it's Mm -hmm. good to see because then they bring their kids. And it's, you know, you don't forget if you started running, you know, years and years ago. What that's when you're an adult, Mm -hmm. you know. And my kids remember, you know, the races. You think they don't remember anything that you say or you're doing, but they'll say, oh, remember when, because my kids uh, swept uh, some of the courses this year. Okay. Yeah. So it would, that was a really good experience for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Janessa. Um, We have two quick little last questions for you. Um, The first is, what is your favorite race that you've ever run? Oh man, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, it is because they're all, you know, they all have their own little things. Um, I have to say that Orcas Island hundred miler sits okay. pretty. That one was a pretty uh, special race for me, just because it was the first um, race after an injury and the okay. first hundred that I completed in two years, and so. Um, it's a really hard race, but, uh, and it's, but it's beautiful. And um, mm-hmm. that one, and there's no pacers or anything allowed in that one, which is kind of oh. cool yeah. too, which I kind of like because then you're right, right, you're running with the other participants and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that one sits pretty, pretty close, uh, mm-hmm. to, to the top there. Yeah. Uh, on a favorite memory and favorite race. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't perfect race, but it was, <laughs> yeah. But you I did mean, it. But that's part of it, right? Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, sometimes the best experiences are the overcoming. It's when it, maybe it's like how you handled the, if it's not right, perfect, yeah. how you handled it. And yeah. yeah, it definitely wasn't a perfect one for me, but um, it, it meant a lot to me to finish that race um, after having some DNFs and mm-hmm. injuries and, and mm-hmm. making some decisions <laughs> to 
Because car races, I shouldn't have. So, yeah. Yeah. It's mentally hard on you. Like DNFs are mentally hard. Even if you definitely had to do it. And you knew you physically had to do it, it's still tough. Um, Yeah. And then when you start and you shouldn't have, um, that's really setting yourself up for just digging yourself into a really big hole there mentally, which it takes a lot to come out of, I think. And, uh, Mm -hmm. that's why I think that race was really, um, I just, I was not leaving that island without a buckle. (laughs) I remember that I was like, I, if I have to crawl to the end of this race and it Mm -hmm. is, and I walk it out, I will do it. And it actually turned out okay. It wasn't great, but Mm -hmm. it turned out fine. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. So then the second question we always ask is, what is your favorite go-to healthy meal that you make for your family? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no problem. My my son said, "Um, wow, the food's gotten a lot better since the quarantine. I was like, because I thought I'm not working. I'm at home. (laughs) I have actually time to do all of these things, you know, because there's nothing else to do. But Okay, um, that's the silver lining. Yeah, I know. So I was kind of like, hmm. Uh, I can cook. <laughs> it's just, yeah. um, gosh, they, I usually make them. And it's one thing they'll always eat is, uh, rice bowls. They, they're, my kids are pretty good eaters and they'll eat just about anything. Um, but that's one of their favorites. Yeah. With peanut sauce or the, mm. or the spring rolls, you know, too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yum. That sounds good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Janessa, for being on here. Um, Real quick, where can people find you and Alpine Running? Um, So uh, we have our website, alpinerunning.co. So don't put an M in it. That's C-O. (laughs) And um, we're on Instagram and Facebook, too. Um, And then uh, my personal uh, Instagram is Smoky Mountain Runner. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Great. I guess there. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Keep kicking butt. You are doing awesome. And I'm, oh, thank you. I have been very inspired by your Instagram and all the things that you're doing and everything that's Nikki. Oh, thanks. Said. Yeah. You guys keep, <laughs> keep going. It, you, you know, it, it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do with kids, but, um, it, you almost, you gotta have something, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And, you, um, when your kids are at the finish line and, um, as you know, cheering you on, they think it's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Janessa. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. That was awesome talking to Janessa. She just gave some great insight on how to be a mother and still run all the miles, train for 100-mile races, go on long runs by herself in the woods, and how to be safe and... Um, but still do it. I think that was a really cool point. Yeah. Like, Not being still, afraid. Yeah, still encouraging moms to get out there, um, even though there are some dangers. But more often than, than not, there's you're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> not, there's not. Um, but, yeah, I loved hearing about um, her race directing with Alpine Running and – yeah, and how, how she involves her kids. Yeah, yeah, they're very involved, and that was one thing that I was very inspired by. I'm dreaming that my kids are involved in some of my races um, or running, and her mm-hmm. kids seem to just follow in her footsteps and doing cross country and helping her with um, 
sweeping the course and pacing her on races and Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It is little little best friends, you know, yes, it's what that. we all dream about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so if you guys liked this content, subscribe to this podcast, rate and review us, and also share share this with any of your fellow mom tribe. Um, we're just little voices. That can be in your ear on long runs and <laughs> take us with you. And, um, it's, yeah, there's a term. My friend was saying that she loved our mom camaraderie on this podcast, like when she's running alone. And I was like, ooh, that's a good term. Momraderie. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. what I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, if you also want um, updates on future episodes, subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter, which you can find at treelinejournal.com, and we'll send updates so you don't miss anything. And then also if you are, well, if you want to travel to or if you're local to Oregon um, and you want to support Alpine Running, you could sign up for one of their fall races. They have incredible, beautiful courses. So I'd highly recommend that. Yeah. yeah. And, and thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Stop, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you have um, questions or comments that you want to make, you can email us at runhardmomhard.com, and we'll hopefully get to some questions in future podcasts. Runhardmomhard at gmail.com. What did I say? dot com oh <laughs> run hard mom hard at gmail.com we both messed up it's okay we're moms. all right yeah we're moms. <laughs> mom brain um yep thank you for <laughs> listening yeah thanks for listening have a great day keep on keeping on remember that we can do hard things and we can run hard mom hard I'm a little intimidated by her because she's just really badass. Bad. Bad. We can't have people that we know, and we can't have people that we don't know. <laughs> We're in a what really tricky fun? situation. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, I'm not done yet. Harry's done. I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm not a great mom. I'm in a shame corner. <laughs> just watch me go. I'm so hungry right now. That was so awesome. <laughs> Oh, okay. You said you were prepared. Is that good enough? Yeah, that's good. And... Mm. Obviously, that's what an echo means.